Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. You know, editing is a process of figuring out what it is you're writing about. It's not about fixing your story. It's not about typos and misplaced commas. It's not about moving around scenes and paragraphs, although you might do that as well. But you have to allow the initial writing to be raw and emotional. So follow your impulses, follow your curiosities and your intuition, and then be logical or more objective when you're revising and editing. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Pinuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach. And each week, we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. So here we are. It's 2023, new year, fresh start, clean slate. Now, the new year is often when we make promises to ourselves. Maybe we resolve to exercise more or eat better, write more, write the book, finish the book. But intentions aren't always enough to actually do it. In fact, most New Year's resolutions peter out by February, and that's because intentions aren't enough. Change is hard. It's deep down. Now, the reason a lot of resolutions fail is because they're outcome-based goals. So there's more focus on the result than on the actual process and thought patterns and beliefs that affect real deep down lasting change. To make these promises to ourselves stick, we need to use a three-pronged approach. So we need to develop identity-based goals. So number one, We have the desired outcome. Great. Let's say finish writing the book. And then we have processes, the way we implement new routines or declutter our office or develop thought patterns that serve us. And then we have the identity level, which is the deepest level. Here's where you change your beliefs about yourself, your self-image, your judgments about yourself, your judgments about your writing, misconceptions about how to write or how to outline, your assumptions and misconceptions about other writers. Maybe you think it comes easier to them or they have more talent. 
So this is where you work on banishing any self-defeating beliefs that you have. So outcomes are what you get, processes are what you do to get it, and identity is what you believe. But I think with any goal, it's always better to focus on the practice rather than the end result. Because what if you don't finish the book? Or what if you do, but it's not as good as you know it can be? So rather than focus on performance, focus on the practice. And if you do that, you'll get to the desired end result in due time. So I'd like to launch 2023 with a reboot. In this episode, we're going to focus on the identity level challenges and obstacles so that you can stick to the writing promises you've made to yourself. So you can come to your pages with sustained energy and you can come up with fresh ideas and focus at will so that you're in control over your ability to generate ideas, you're in control over the quality of what you write, and you have a flow of new ideas when you want at your fingertips. Now, I have plenty of podcast episodes on processes and routines and how to establish writing habits and make choices about time, and I'll link to some of those episodes in the show notes, but today I want to talk about those challenges, obstacles, and fears that stop us in our tracks. So you can acknowledge them and then move forward so that you can stop identifying with those challenges and fears, and you can come to your pages with sustained energy and momentum. Okay, so before we get into best practices to access our best writing, let's talk about the challenges that come with writing. Number one, nothing comes to mind to write about. So confronting the blank page can be very intimidating. And sometimes we feel like we have nothing to say or what we do write feels uninteresting or banal. And so we give up because it's painful to feel like our ideas just aren't any good. Or number two, you have too many ideas. Very, very common. Your ideas have ideas. This is a good problem to have, but your divergent thinking is all over the place and you can't focus your story. So you may have an overarching story, but the challenge is rooting out exactly what it is you want to convey. So you have an idea and then you start chewing on that idea and exploring it, and it gets unwieldy very, very quickly. So it diverges all over the place. So there's a lack of clarity on what to say and how to say it or how to focus it. Challenge number three, isolation. We write in solitude. We're sitting in a room sometimes for hours, maybe days, And everyone else is out having fun on weekends. They're going out for lunch or they're going shopping. They're going out to dinner. So we feel alone in the process. 
And challenge number four, it's very vulnerable. We're exposing ourselves. Even when we're writing fiction, we're pulling from some deep part of who we are. And that is really scary. It can be paralyzing. And when we're writing in the grip of the fear of exposing who we are deep down, we might be tempted to stay more removed from the writing and less um, emotionally involved in it. But at the core of all these challenges is fear. Fear of being bad at it. Sometimes you're afraid to start because you're already thinking, what if it's not good enough? What if no one cares to read this? And then there's the fear of failure. You're either successful or failing. You're either finished with the book or not. You're either published or you're not. So there's no in between. But your writing is always in the process of development, always. You know, failure gets a bad rap. And I think that we often identify with our writing. So if it doesn't get published the first time out, we identify with that. And then there's the fear of wasting time because we're asking, am I wasting my time if this story doesn't get published? I mean, what's the return on that investment? Because even if you really want to write, you sometimes wonder if it's worth it because it may seem impractical, like a waste of time because it's not going to earn money right away, if money at all. But writing is never a waste of time. Because each successive version of your story is getting closer to the story you want to tell. It's getting closer to the version in your head. And you're becoming a better writer. Just know that these challenges and fears are completely normal. Just acknowledge them. Know that you're not alone. These are all common to all writers. Just acknowledge them. Let them pass like clouds and move forward. But what often happens in the attempt to sidestep all these uncomfortable challenges and fears is that writers try to get the story right the first time because they think, well, if I get it right the first time, I don't have to make such a mess with the raw writing and get lost in it. So I don't have to write without knowing where I'm going. I don't have to go through extensive revisions. Maybe I just have to make some tweaks and tidying up here and there. So it's no wonder that many writers try writing this way because they want the certainty. So they'll outline before they even start writing. Now, outlines are helpful. An outline by nature focuses you to figure out what you really want to say. So it's a compressed form of your story. So you can see your whole narrative in one glance. But outlining is most effective when you already know many of the story's major events or characters or images, and then you use the outline to clarify and organize those elements. So if you're going to use an outline method, you need to get your story clear in your head before you start writing, before you outline. Now, I did an episode on three core things to get clear about before you outline, it's episode 118. I'll link in the show notes. But you always want to have some kind of an early simmering process. So 
mull over, ponder your story before you outline. Because the risk with outlining first is that it puts more pressure on you. And if you're new to writing or you're insecure or you're just out of practice, it can actually take you longer trying to get it right the first time than you would if you were just to do a rough draft and then revise. And the need to get it right prevents the ideas in your head from percolating and developing and progressing. And this is why so many writers get stuck in the middle of their draft. But even if you do know what and who your story is about, if you stick too closely with an outline, with your preconceived notions of what the story is, it can suffocate your creativity and stop the generation of new ideas because you've settled for what you already know and understand. And this can lead to a dull, predictable, off-the-shelf story. So as uncomfortable as it is, getting lost is how you generate new ideas. So don't try to get it absolutely right the first time or even the second or third time that you write it because it never comes out perfect the first time. Writing is messy. It's chaotic. So don't be afraid to write a bad first draft. It's okay to have a dull first draft. It's okay to have a rambling first draft. You can always prune during revision and editing. And really, that's what makes the writing the most fun. You know, writing is emotional, and the best writing relies on intuition and receptivity. So allow the work to be emotional, allow it to be messy, and then be logical when you're revising and editing. You know, editing is a process of figuring out what it is you're writing about. It's not about fixing your story. It's not about typos and misplaced commas. It's not about moving around scenes and paragraphs, although you might do that as well. But you have to allow the initial writing to be raw and emotional. So follow your impulses, follow your curiosities and your intuition, and then be logical or more objective when you're revising and editing. Don't judge yourself as you go. It's not your job to judge your work or judge yourself. So resist editing too much as you go. Reconnect to why you're writing. Why does this story matter? So be in conversation with your own work. Why do you care about it? So you want to develop an intimate relationship with your own mind and the world around you. And this can quell some of that loneliness or isolation we experience when we're writing. So you can decide you're not alone because all creation is co-creation. You can call it source. You can call it your unconscious or your dream space. But you have everything you need within you to write this story. You wouldn't have the urge to write it if you didn't have what it takes to tell it. Okay, now let's talk about how to put yourself in the right frame of mind to receive your best ideas. Number one, pay attention to the world around you. The people you love, the people who rankle you, really look at the world, really see it, smell it, hear it. Taste it, appreciate it all. You know, by the time we reach a certain age, early teens, let's say, and as we get caught up in the business of life and all its demands, 
our senses become more blunted. So we stop seeing the familiar in a new way. It's almost like we don't see it at all. We don't notice things. And whenever I travel to a different country or even a different town, I know it is everything. Every sound, the smells, the sights, everything is new and exciting. I feel like a kid again. I have that sense of wonder that I had when I was a child. And I remember when my kid was three or four and how fascinated he was with the simplest things. He'd stop and see a caterpillar and he'd sit down and really watch it in total awe. So make it a practice to be in awe of the world and the people in your world as though you're seeing it all for the first time. You know, no two sunsets are the same, and the light from each sunset changes moment by moment. The morning light over the mountain is always different. Some days it's pewter. Some mornings it's more like champagne. Sometimes it looks like a bruise. So notice the world and the people in your world with the same awe as though you're seeing it for the first time. Number two. Engage in introspective activities. Now for you, this might mean that you meditate for 10 minutes or you go for a 20 minute walk or you go for a hike. You just want to clear your mind. Instead of focusing on the problems you're encountering in your writing, you want to engage in an activity that allows you to focus on some kind of a pattern like walking, washing dishes, doing the laundry, cooking. These open the creative parts of your brain because you're relaxed. And when you're relaxed, you're receptive. Your mind is still working out the problems that you're encountering in your story. It's just not consciously focusing on it or white knuckling it. Number three, if you're stuck, just start, just free write. So free writing is nonstop writing for about 10 to 20 minutes. And it doesn't matter what you write. If you're blocked, Just write about that if you're having a hard time even getting the free writing going. You know, you don't find the solution by focusing on the problem. So write through the lack of creativity you're feeling. Let your mind just take leaps. The reason free writing works is because you're engaged in the process of writing. Now, the thing with free writing is it could lead to too many ideas and even maybe more chaos. But the goal here is not to write with the objective of writing something great or even something that could be a story. It's really just a way in. It dissolves the resistance. It liberates you from the pressure of getting something right the first time it dislodges the block. Now, in next week's episode, we'll be talking about how to take your raw free writing and use it as a springboard for a finished piece of writing. But for now, whenever you're feeling stuck for ideas, just free write and let whatever's top of mind for you run free on the page. Allow yourself to write badly. It's okay. Number four. Create a dedicated space. You want an optimal environment. Declutter your writing desk. You know, physical clutter leads to brain clutter. So create a space that's all yours dedicated to your writing practice. And number five, 
find a support system. This is perhaps the best thing you can do to have a consistent writing practice that doesn't fizzle out in a couple of months. You can join a workshop, you can join a writer's group, or have a writing buddy, or you can hire a writing coach. This will give you consistency, structure, and accountability because you're making creative commitments. Again, don't focus on the end result, the outcome. Focus on the practice. Create benchmarks. For example, each week I'm going to write five pages, let's say, or I'm going to write six hours a week. Now, working with a writing coach or joining a workshop, this keeps you accountable because you're going to be responsible for handing in a certain amount of pages within a certain time frame. And deadlines give you momentum, clarity, and focus. So set those benchmarks. This will all help you sustain your writing for the long term. Be in it for the long game. So number one, pay attention to the people and world around you. See it all with fresh eyes. Number two, engage in introspective activities. Number three, free write. This will loosen your grip on the pressure to write something brilliant, and it can often lead to your most powerful writing. Number four, create a dedicated, optimal space for you to write. And number five, find a support system or spearhead your own. So there you have it. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And if you know any writers who need some support in their writing, please share this episode or the Writer Unleashed podcast in general. And if you love what you're listening to, subscribe on your favorite listening platform and please leave me a review. Reading how this podcast impacts your writing truly lights me up and helps me create topics for the show. Till next time, keep writing and I'll talk to you soon.